you will receive power. These are some of the last words that Jesus says to his disciples before his ascension into heaven. Be ready. Be prepared. Power is coming. But what kind of power, we might ask? Well, let's start by looking at what he's not talking about. Father Michael Scanlon, the former president of Franciscan University up in Steubenville, Ohio, once warned against something he called willpower Christianity. Willpower Christianity. Okay, so what is that? Well, that's where we try really, really, really hard to pattern our life after Jesus. That's really good. We're off to a good start. It's when we try to be completely faithful to his teachings and commandments, even in the midst of suffering and temptations and difficulty. That's amazing. We're still on the right track. But then we try to do that on our own willpower. We try to do that on our own. And now, it's, it's certainly true that the Lord does want us to have a disciplined will. And he does want us to exert a whole lot of sincere effort in our pursuit of holiness. But as it turns out, and I'm sure many of you have tried this at home and find that it's true as well, willpower Christianity is actually really, really exhausting, isn't it? It's really tiresome. Not to mention, it is impossible. You've probably experienced this firsthand. You try so hard to grow in some virtue that you know that, that you need. Maybe it's patience. I know that's something I struggle with. But maybe it's patience, and you want to have the power to be patient. Or maybe it is purity. You want the power to be able to stay chaste. Or maybe you, you just want to grow in your prayer life. And you just want that power to be able to commit to a, a regular prayer routine. You want to show up every single day and, and give that time to the Lord. And so you make that firm commitment, right? And you start exerting your will. So far, so good. And, and you just go for it. That's great. But no matter how hard you try, it's just never enough, is it? As long as you're just going at it with your own willpower, there is never going to be enough in the tank. You will always fall short. You will sin, and you will still miss the mark on your own willpower. Now, after all, a while of trying to do that sort of thing, it may start to feel sort of pointless to try anymore. You just don't have the power. But here's the good news, guys. There is another power that you can tap into. It's called Holy Ghost power. Any, uh, any bluegrass fans here today? Anybody who loves bluegrass music? Yeah, some people, good. Uh, have you heard of the Hillbilly Thomists? Some people have. Okay, so this is a great little group of, uh, they're Dominican friars. Uh, some of them are priests and they play some really awesome bluegrass music. But they have this uh, great album that they came out with called Holy Ghost Power. And the title track is Holy Ghost Power. So that is the power that we actually need in order to actually live out our lives as Christians. 
And it is precisely that power that Jesus offers us. You will receive power, he says. So what's Holy Ghost power? Holy Ghost power is the proof that Jesus did not die for a powerless church. He did not leave us as orphans doomed to try and fail over and over and over again. When he ascended into heaven, he did not abandon us, and he did not leave us hopelessly weak, victims of our own passions and desires. No, we believe that Jesus now sits at the right hand of the power of the living God, and we are somehow, even now, mystically, spiritually, seated there with him. He has promised to clothe us with power. The Greek word that the New Testament often will use for power, this Holy Ghost power, is a word dunamis. Dunamis. So this word, dunamis, is meant to communicate a kind of explosive power. It has the same root word uh, as where we get words like dynamite and dynamic. So there's kind of this energy. It's a vibrance. There is a propulsion, an eruption to this power that God wants to give us, this dunamis. Put another way, when we're filled with the Holy Ghost power, we're cooking with spiritual dynamite. It's divine dynamite. It's an apostolic power. It is a power that triggers miracles, that fills us with the strength to sacrifice ourselves in service to the gospel. It is a power that enables each of us to be radical and vibrant witnesses of Jesus' love in this very, very often anxious and tired and apathetic and selfish and confused world. It's that power, that Holy Ghost power, that forces people to ask, how is that possible? How are they doing that? Where did they get that power? It's what St. Paul is talking about in our second reading today from his letter to the Ephesians. He prays this, and he prays this for each and every one of us. May the God of our Lord Jesus Christ give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You, yeah, you in your pew right now, may he give you that spirit that you may know what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe surpassing power, the power of the resurrection. Now, we might miss out on this power, the Holy Ghost power, because we often t tend to think of power in terms of worldly power, right? So worldly power, what's that about? Well, we all know that it's, it's about control. It's about manipulation. It's about domination. Worldly power is will to power as Nietzsche talks about, right? Which basically boils down to the idea that whoever has the most votes and whoever has the loudest voices, whoever is able to get the angriest is the, is the group that gets to decide what truth actually is. And that is tyrannical. That's self-destructive. You might remember the great villain Sauron from The Lord of the Rings. In his pride and in his malice, Sauron forges the one ring of power with which he then tries to just force everyone, subject 
everyone to his dictatorship. And he is blinded by his lust to control everything and everyone around him. The power that he craves is altogether selfish and evil. So clearly that is not the kind of power that Jesus is speaking of in our gospel during that great commission when he says, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. It's not Sauron's power. It's Holy Ghost power. And that is altogether different. It's about supernatural and superabundant generosity. It's the overflowing free gift of God's love. Holy Ghost power safeguards our freedom and it preserves human dignity. It empowers us to do the right thing regardless of the cost, to love our enemies as ourselves even, to forgive those who have hurt us, to deny ourselves and take up our cross, to suffer joyfully, to give rather than to grasp, to serve rather than to be served. And that is a totally different kind of power than what the media and our world and the politicians fling about so carelessly and grasp after. What we're talking about is the power of the cross. And that power is not easily swallowed. And most often it's actually laughed at and ridiculed. St. Paul put it very well in his first letter to the Corinthians when he says, the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Yesterday, our bishop, uh, Bishop Nestout, ordained two brand new deacons, transitional deacons down at the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart in Richmond. And I had the opportunity to go. It was beautiful. I encourage you, if you've never been to an ordination before, you got to go. It's, it's amazing. And these men who, who are laying down their lives in, in the sacrament of holy orders, they're going to be our future pastors at, at these parishes, okay? So I encourage you, check it out. But those two men, David and Seth, guys that I went to seminary with, now by the grace of holy orders, by that sacrament that they received, they now have a brand new power that was given to them by the Lord. They have a power to serve. They have a power now to live out a celibate life faithfully. They now have the power to, to preach the gospel in an entirely new way. They've been given a new share in the power of the cross and the resurrection and the ascension of our Lord. And they will never be the same now. If the ascension of our Lord teaches us anything, I think, and this, this sacrament of holy orders is a part of that plan, it's this, and it is a challenging truth. When Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm going to give you power, I'm going to send you an advocate, a helper, in going away, Jesus has actually officially turned the keys of the kingdom over to us, his body, his church. He's given us real responsibilities. He's given us real authority and a share in his real power in his name, according to our state in life. It's as if Jesus kind of like steps aside, right? He steps aside and he enters into the highest depths of heaven and he sits down at the right hand of God in order to kind of nudge us forward 
and to encourage us to take up our task. It's like he's saying something like this. Okay, now it's your turn. You must go and be my witnesses now. You have to go and announce and demonstrate the presence and the power of my kingdom. You need to take new ground for the gospel now. You need to raise up new disciples, new followers for me. But don't worry. I'll still be with you, always, even to the end of the age. I'll still be working in you and through you, even if you can't see me anymore. But you have to step out in faith. You have to take ownership. You can't hang back anymore. Step into that identity I've given you as my representatives. Be bold. Be empowered. I'm giving you spiritual dynamite. I'm giving you Holy Ghost power. Speaking of that power, we now turn to the altar of our Lord, and we lift up the source and summit of all power, which is the Holy Eucharist, the body and blood of Jesus. It's from this sacrifice, which is the sacrifice of the cross, and it is the power of the resurrection present, really present right here. It's, it's right there from that sacrifice where all of the power flows. The Holy Eucharist is the powerful, beating heart of the church. And so as you come forward for Holy Communion this morning, think of that, that, that the words of Jesus, you will receive power, are coming true. You're receiving the Eucharist. You're receiving the source of all power. You're receiving the power of the resurrection into your bodies. And so receive that and then go out and make disciples of all the nations.